Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at creator's perspective on dangers of consensus thinking. I think this is a very, very timely topic, and uh, I've had a look-see into what's coming, and boy, there's a lot of powerful material here, Carl. Well, I certainly agree with you. As a channeler of creator, it's an honor and a privilege to hear directly from the Almighty what it's thinking about today's world. We have to ask, and that's our role in it, we have to ask intelligent, incisive, cogent questions about the passing scene and whatever else might be important to probe into. This is a series really in the art of living. So it's it's really about how to be human, but in divine alignment. And this is really pointing to the heart of things and much of what's troubling the world and our society in particular right now. Absolutely. Because it's I think it's pretty clear to a lot of people, no matter what their affiliation, that consensus thinking is a big problem and a big divider of people. So we're going to explore that today. And we're going to learn why. Exactly. Where it comes from, which, which will <laughs> surprise people. I think so. You ask creator, human beings are social creatures. Being accepted by the people you respect is important for nearly everybody. Solitary confinement is widely regarded as one of the worst forms of punishment there is. Can Creator comment on this human need for acceptance and how that works as a powerful, if not overwhelming, need to be part of a consensus? All right, and these are Creator's words. You were created to be a member of a human family. It is a very, very large one, but that is much more easily managed as a light being than as a physical human. Being in the physical plane on the earth as an incarnated human slows everything down for you. Everything is much harder. Everything is a more dense energy and environment. And there are many physical constraints on your movement, on the ability of your mind itself to cope with information, to generate thought, to problem solve and to interact with whatever might be happening. These physical constraints, which are energetic, are quite real and quite limiting. There are only so many people you will get to meet during your life, and certainly only many, only so many you will hold close as dear friends, compatriots, allies, and so on. This is because of the human physical environment, not the sole potential you possess. But nonetheless, you were created to be part of a circle of fellow soul-based beings with many things in common, many common likes and dislikes, and many common inner yearnings, one of which is for that companionship. When that is denied, you will suffer. This is the wisdom of the saying, no man is an island, and is true for all genders. All need friends and loved ones and a kind of anchor, in most cases, to a home base where they feel comfortable and safe and have a sense of belonging. This is what belonging to a consensus provides, at least in part, as an important aspect of one's identity. 
And that is the frame of reference you use in deciding where you are and whether or not it is safe to be there and what might be needed to make changes if those criteria are not met. That's a very powerful summary. Probably also one of the least controversial responses I've ever seen Creator give. Uh, I think almost everybody would agree with what was just said, Carl. Well, and it's getting at a, a very important divine principle about the worth of all. And this has yes. been articulated. I'm, I'm thinking of President Kennedy's statement one time that we all cherish our children's future and we all breathe the same air. And I can't quote it exactly right now. Yes, but I know but, the quote. Yeah. But that's a very divine perspective. And it is missing in so much of what people are doing and saying. So let's keep going here. Absolutely. The next question kind of dovetails on the on the previous one. Do the interlopers, the extraterrestrials and the uh, dark spirits, do they consider this need for peer acceptance a weakness? All right. And Creator tells us this is very much the case. Because the yearning for consensus and acceptance is a desire to be loved. And that is an emotion the interlopers lack entirely. They are devoid of love feelings, any love impulse, and see any desire for love and dependence on love for happiness personally as a flaw and an outstanding characteristic in reason with their racist views, they disdain humans. It is not your physical appearance or skin pigmentation. It is your makeup as a divine extension in valuing closeness, acceptance of one another by being loving and supporting and encouraging and making personal sacrifices to others to help them feel good, all of which the extraterrestrials cannot understand as having any value whatsoever and see it as a major flaw in the human makeup. Got a lot to cover, so we'll continue. You ask creator, people don't have a need to simply be part of a consensus, but to be part of the right or correct consensus. A friend of Get, a, the friend of a Get Wisdom founder, confessed recently that the recent election of a particularly controversial politician was one of the most stressful things that ever happened to him. Clearly, he wants to be a member of the right consensus, but when politics is split almost evenly down the middle. Determining which consensus is the correct one is no longer obvious. Is this an accurate way to try and understand his dilemma and angst? All right. These are creator's words in answer. This is certainly an apt description of the current climate. The current cultural promotion of one's identity according to how they fit in with a particular group and the consensus thinking it embodies is held out as a major goal and definition of who one is dealing with. This is not normal, but engineered to be this way through mind control manipulation. There is wisdom in being in alignment with divine truth. That divine truth is unwavering. Anything unexpected or novel one comes to see is merely part of the journey of discovery to grow in knowledge and awareness as well as wisdom in developing the discernment needed to live one's life in divine alignment as the highest of priorities and to make the fewest possible missteps through wrongdoing. The idea of having to be in alignment with a consensus group 
is an imperative created by the interlopers to make people disturbed within because they are busily trying to divide and conquer. And this they do by creating warring factions, each with its own consensus views. So people are programmed to have a cartoon-like characterization of the choices available to them to identify with and adopt the consensus identified with that particular leaning. This is hugely destructive because human beings were created to be all different, at least to varying degrees. And when looked at across the span of a large number of soul-based beings, there are many extremes in evidence. There are people of all kinds who vary across the spectrum of levels of spiritual interest and belief, political leanings and identifications, affinity for various cultural backgrounds and trappings, and on and on. Not to mention the overlay of gender identification and the imprinting from all that influences them through their upbringing, as well as the deeper well of prior karmic events in the many lives they have likely lived on the earth. With the interlopers influencing people subliminally to choose sides, this creates a dilemma of its own and a serious one because it makes people feel others are different. And this invites suspicion, fear, and dislike for truly arbitrary reasons. When people start seeing one another as their labels, you are back to the medieval era when everything was decided by what one flag happened to be they rallied around and in choosing up sides largely determined their fate because a group with another flag would likely attack them. In the context of that era, this seemed very normal, but led to regular bloodbaths serving no real purpose. The same is true today, but people cannot see this. They are made to be complacent, even as they are choosing their fate through their alignment with a particular consensus. So it is a form of warfare, but at least of a gentler sort than outright killing brings to bear. <laughs> well, at least there's a silver lining, Carl. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, well, the thing about the consensus, especially in the United States, is that it's 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 so extreme, the two sides and the separation, that nobody even believes there's any independence anymore, you know, that, that somebody could actually still exist outside of the two groups. It's amazing. Well, and you can see the insidiousness of this. And yeah. you can see just easily turn on your TV and you'll see how far along we are on that path of having oh, yeah. been divided and conquered because we're ready to kill each other. <laughs> The ETs don't have to worry about doing it so much. They can let us have at it and weaken ourselves. And then we're really in the crosshairs and in trouble. Well, that's the game they're playing. That's, that's, how, they get, that's how they amuse themselves to see if they yes. can get us to do that. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and they're coming for us. They're here. And, it's, and the evidence is growing. They're coming out of the closet bit by bit. Yep. Yep. And they're going to dupe people into believing they're the answer when they've created the reasons humans can't get along and can't govern themselves fairly. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is quite a deception underway. You ask, Creator, how does past life trauma stemming from being a member of the wrong consensus play into people's current perceived need to be in the right one today? 
the right one being the safest one, perhaps. All right, and Creator tells us, the need for safety is a very high priority for most individuals, and indeed, the karmic history will have a lot of influence on the level of comfort people feel in the moment in the current life. If their deep subconscious mind is looking at Akashic records of lifetimes of mayhem and tragic loss through being discriminated against, or perhaps taking a stand with a consensus group and then being killed for it, that heritage will have an influence on their current existence and will up the ante, making the whole experience of living seem more treacherous and much more stressful than it needs to be. But this is because the largest part of their mind has an eye on the downside, that there are so many warring factions, and this makes things less certain and seems to pose a great threat to the individual. All too often, that proves to be justified when people attack one another, even just through social media. And the condemnations fly, and the arguments grow heated with finger-pointing and name-calling and worse. This is ginned up by the interlopers to keep the pot boiling. And unfortunately, people are suckers for this because they are highly sensitized already through past trauma to expect the worst. They have lived it again and again and can see it is likely to come again. The hard times, the competition, even warfare that certainly people will be attacking them personally and put them at risk through interfering with their ability to make a living and have financial security and stability and to protect their loved ones, especially the young from harmful experiences that will be life-altering trauma. This greatly raises the stakes and the likelihood people will be damaged simply by living among others who differ. So this again points to the need to get it right, to choose wisely one's consensus group to belong to, and what to represent to the outside world as one's identity. This is most unfortunate because, again, this is all a kind of folly. In a just and free world, which was creator's intent, People could choose to be and do and say and look like whatever they chose. Because it matters not who is pink, purple, brown, or green, or even if they hold differing views on many, many subjects and take little interest in what others think or care about, but have needs and ideas, likes and dislikes of their own. That is only natural in a world filled with true diversity of soul-based characteristics. So that reality that people will be different from one another does not mandate through any stretch of logic that they must find a particular tribe like them to belong to and begin to resist others who differ. It is all well and good to spend time with people who think alike. That will be quite stress-free, but will also be less stimulating and invigorating because there is much growth possible from being challenged and have someone who thinks differently to perhaps open you up a little to see that you have perhaps had a bit too narrow a focus to appreciate the value in a greater variety. That can be a healthy thing if you are not threatened, but simply willing to listen. That is the piece that is missing in today's world. 
people are too afraid and too sensitized by all the slings and arrows flying about to be truly open and allowing and sharing of their own inner thoughts and feelings. That is because of the divisiveness that has been engineered to keep everyone in separate groups, disliking and arguing with one another, if not fighting outright. Well, I think, you know, the genesis for this question was the thought that, indeed, people really are afraid of encountering people that are in a different consensus group. And it seemed to me that the the fear, the loathing, the, the apprehension had to have a bigger genesis than just this life, you know, and that people are really experiencing deep subconscious trauma from events where they were part of the quote-unquote wrong consensus group in their past lives. And this is probably something that's happened to people a lot, I would imagine, over the ages, especially on this planet. Well, and the thing that people don't appreciate Even if you go back in history and you find unequivocal proof of discrimination, say, racial prejudice, or gender differences that have led to um, mistreatment, the reason it happened is not because people of a certain color are evil or racist necessarily by nature or inclination. They're manipulated to be that way. Yes. That has always been the case. It wasn't really a conscious choice. They were manipulated through a, a, a mind control process used by the interlopers. And it's still going on. That's why racism and discrimination, gender suspicions and dislikes and mistrust, that's why it can't die out. They won't let it. They keep only- programming us. Not only will they not let it, but I think they've they've upped their own ante and are trying to be more creative and aggressive with their manipulations. Because now, in less than the lifetime of one person, we've gone from almost one extreme to the other. You know, where where the group that was on the out is now on the in, and the opposite is the case. Well, I that mean, shows how- you right there, there is something fishy about all this. Absolutely. How can you become your opposite? And not even seem to notice that that's happening. You know, they're changing beliefs in people, and then they have to be what they believe. Right. And if they could step out of themselves and look at it dispassionately, they'd say, whoa, wait a minute. What happened yeah. to the old me? Where did that go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's amazing when you think about, if anybody who's studied history knows that culture actually takes quite a long time to change. It changes very gradually throughout the thousands of years we've been on the planet. But that has not been the case at all in the last 50 years. You know, the changes have been lightning speed, and it's like something is amiss here. <laughs> well, and it, it explains so much. Yes. I know it's hard for people to give up their prejudice, and it, it's been programmed into them. They can't help themselves, so let's be a little compassionate here. Absolutely. But it's the racist slave odor holders among the extraterrestrials who got this going and made us this way, because that's what they do. They've enslaved us and yes. are programming us. And they hide behind the scenes because they're cowardly, but it's having a huge downside impact on everything in society. Indeed it is. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. 
become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're looking at creator's perspective on the dangers of consensus thinking. And uh, if you stop and think about consensus thinking, you 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 probably will see that there is a there is a problem with it, Carl. Well, we're all at war with one another, and some more actively than others. But in their heart of hearts, in their feelings, in their fears, we're nervous. We're worried. Yeah. You know, are they going to come for us? You know, are we going to make the wrong move? Are we going to say the wrong thing and do the wrong thing? And then be called out for not being perfect and then punished and ostracized and on and on. So this climate is hugely uh, destructive and a, and a terrible influence on on everyone and human progress all across the board. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to say personally, you know, I'm pushing 60 years old and never in my entire life have I ever worried about what I was going to say and, and being judged for it, you know, so. The, the times they have changed. <laughs> Not sure for the better either. U.S. Creator, one of the most maddening things for independent thinkers to put up with is the widespread tendency for people to first vet the source of recommended information before deciding whether they even look at the new information or not. This can, this can get downright comical when people will refuse to click on a link to a questionable website that is, in fact, a link to a story on another website they actually approve of or appears to support something that they believe. Can creators share why this seems like enlightened behavior to these people? All right, and creator tells us, again, this is an illustration of mind control manipulation in action, that people simply do not have the flexibility to consider a range of options, but first must look at whether an action and a destination to evaluate information comports with their consensus group. Will they be a member of one's tribe? Will they be an accepted and safe and valid source of information or someone you have been warned against who is in the enemy camp and cannot be trusted and to talk with them or review their thinking 
will put oneself at risk because they are dangerous and clearly not worthy of consideration and might contaminate one's thinking. So it is a liability to expose oneself to the opinions of those who differ. This is actually a deeper drive than simple safety. It is actually a corruption of belief to reject things out of hand based on labels, even a conjecture that a label applies, as your question reflects. Even when on its face, it can be seen that the information is consistent with one's consensus group. If it has any link whatsoever to the opposing camp, it will be rejected out of hand. This is a prescription for rigid thinking and major discord among these warring factions to become codified, carved in stone, and a dangerous impediment to growth and reason. It becomes another kind of prejudice in an era when people want to avoid prejudice at all costs, but do not see it applies to them again and again when they rally around their own consensus flag and fear and loathe others not joining them, regardless of the reasons why. This is all a kind of folly that is engineered to happen. It is not natural other than to seek a coming together and then to have concerns about anything that is an impediment to that goal. That could well be having people in one's midst who are highly different and as a consequence are difficult to understand and perhaps not as rewarding to be with. For example, if people are not able to speak the same language and cannot converse. If they enjoy quite different customs and kinds of life experiences with little common ground, It is understandable such groups will tend to segregate automatically, and that is only natural. But what makes this different in our discussion is it is not simply a stratification based on natural affinities with respect to one's makeup and past history, but an overlay of negative beliefs that essentially are a condemnation of those who are different and an expectation of personal risk and a possibility of degradation if they comport with others holding different opinions, that it will somehow rub off and taint them. That is a true prejudice on display. So this is the downside of seeking out a consensus group with a willingness to adopt their thinking and perspectives. It will almost certainly involve a good deal of prejudice thinking and an automatic cultivation of constraining, limiting beliefs that are quite out of alignment in judging others harshly without good cause. Humans were not created to be judges and juries of one another. The justice system is a human contrivance through necessity to help manage a dysfunctional world, but even though imperfect, the legal system follows a strict set of precepts and at least makes the attempt at fairness in the way it is constructed to have legal representation, time for presenting both sides of an argument, and many rules about what kinds of evidence can be brought before a jury of one's peers, all of which creates at least the possibility of fairness in adjudicating a dispute. When there is mob rule, All bets are off and what might happen, and justice is rarely an end result. Mm, Wow, powerful stuff, you know. Um, 
Craner doesn't like human institutions by and large, but this is probably the the biggest endorsement of an institution yet. <laughs> that Craner actually has some respect for our legal system and what we're at least attempting to try to do. But it's also clear that our legal system is is buckling under the current trends and the, and the the hugging on to consensus that people have these days. Well, it's making cons- uh, concessions. Yeah. And it's making exceptions right and left. Yes. You know, based on arbitrary criteria. And it's all appearances. It's all the labels. If it fits with an acceptable label, you get a pass. If it doesn't, you're going to jail or you're yes. condemned or you're going to have a big fight on your hands because we're taking you to trial or whatever. And, the, and you're the going to jail situation. for a lot longer than you normally would have in the past. <laughs> well, that happens too. You know, it's, it's and, and this has been all through history. This is nothing new. Yeah. It's just yes. getting more noticeable because it's on public display through the media. And they're a part of it, frankly. Yes. They're often the, a, a cheerleader for the condemnations. Well, and the, the application of the labels. So they help you sort it out in a bad way. In a bad way, yeah. You know, and the other thing, too, is that in the United States, <clears throat> uh, most people really don't have a notion experientially, you know, in terms of even themselves and their family, of political prisoners. You know, there is such a thing even. You know, you can actually go out and probably ask a number of Americans if there even is such a thing as a political prisoner in the United States. And many would say no, if not most. But go anywhere else in the world, especially in like Eastern Europe and uh, the former Soviet Union, peoples that have lived there. Ask them about political prisoners and they'll say, you better get a big pot of coffee because you're going to be sitting down and listening for a long time. (laughs) Well, and I think the difference, sadly, is narrowing. Yes, we worsen. And we're giving up our liberties right and left to this idea of consensus thinking and mob rule, what it basically comes down to being. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's no standards. There's no arbitrary or no, no fair and generic criteria that give the possibility of fairness to anyone, regardless of background. Right. You know, all bets yeah. are off. You know, your label is going to determine your fate. And and that is when you get off the rails. And yeah. it's not supposed to be that way. And it's not divine. No, no, it's not. U.S. creator, it has been observed that many people genuinely fear information that has been deemed by their consensus to be dangerous. To the extent that they risk exile and banishment or worse, if they even reveal that they know something they shouldn't. But the dilemma is, once you are exposed to information, it is very difficult to unsee it. And so people go to great lengths to avoid being exposed if they can help it. This creates some remarkable gymnastics at times. Can Creator comment? All right, and this is what Creator shared with us. Here again is evidence of orchestration, where people are conditioned through mind control manipulation within the deep subconscious to declare an allegiance to a set of precepts, an ideology that is heavily reinforced within them again and again, along with a set of beliefs to dislike and fear those who have differing views and to see them as a threat to one's stability and even safety when that is rarely a real potential. 
This is when people can become so intolerant of one another, they will even want laws to force an exclusion. And this was the basis of the race laws denying the vote, segregating schools and places of business. That kind of segregation continues in the broader arena of political beliefs, religions, and the level of affluence enjoyed by individuals. Many will seek to exclude others with differing backgrounds that do not match their own personal criteria for being worthy and therefore trustworthy. The fear and suspicion and prejudice thinking, whether just snobbery or a virulent intolerance and hatred, will be greatly destructive and will lead to all kinds of actions, whether overt or indirect, to cause a further gulf between groups of people who have some differences and eventually will lead to a crisis of some kind when there is a backlash responding to discrimination, let alone persecution of one group of people by another having different views. What is needed is for people to come together as human beings with a tolerance and a sense of fairness to allow people to be themselves because it is not your place to devise a set of rules attempting to make them like you. That will never work because people need to be who they are because it is their current makeup on display and stemming from beliefs deep within. They cannot live a falsehood just to please others around them. That will be demeaning and ultimately destructive to their self-image and comfort level. Again, because they will not fit in, they will feel the attitudes of rejection directed towards them as a personal affront and condemnation and will be deeply hurt. And this greatly compounds the problem that people are being manipulated to magnify such personal differences as to their significance and react out of proportion to these perceived shortcomings. In most cases, those rules and arbitrary standards are simply designed to elevate the self and one's tribe as having the right consensus in their views, and such a focus will automatically exclude many others and set many things in motion to cause hurtful feelings and cultivate regret, animosity, and grudges in those who are unjustly excluded for their differences. After all, that is the game being played here in the divide-and-conquer strategy of the interlopers. People value their own identity and see others as having negative attributes because they are taught to do that deep within, through mind control manipulation. That is the source of racism, socioeconomic discrimination, and cultural clashes. People are more alike than different. When they let the differences become a cause of wanting to be separate, it is often because of evil influence to ramp up inner feelings, and those emotions, when taken to heart, cloud the judgment and maybe a motivation for a harsh treatment of others that is completely unjustified because it is based on a knee-jerk reaction to a quite simplistic characterization, like the level of skin pigmentation, the gender orientation, what political party they belong to, what neighborhood they live in, their station in life, 
what they do for a living, and so on. If you apply that test to yourself and ask to what extent the answers as applied to you truly represent your worth as a human being, you will quickly see the folly of putting labels on people and seeking to gather like-minded people into tribes with the intent to weed out those who differ. This is a very destructive and self-destructive exercise. That is why it is being promoted relentlessly by the interlopers. Well, that's uh, that's definitely news that this is being manipulated by outsiders. That there's a little, you know, we're not completely at fault. But at the same time, if you're thinking in terms of labels, I, myself personally, I can't help but think that that's a, a kind of, you know, mental laziness, a little bit of uh, mental dishonesty. Because well, at a minimum. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're going to use the label and you're going to avoid examining anything behind it, you know. Um, But yet it's so many people that's and I wonder if there's a confidence issue, too, with people that do they maybe they really believe that they can't sort out these issues and they have to rely on labels because they might get it wrong. And if they get it wrong, watch out. They'll be in the wrong consensus. And then it's big, real big trouble at that point. Well, this is a multi-layer manipulation. And one of the layers The foundation is complacency. So while they're trying to ramp up passions, they're also working to make people complacent about it all. Yeah. So, you know, you can ignore the fact there's riots downtown, you know, well, you know, it's not my problem. And, you know, I got to watch my program on TV or whatever. And people let things happen, you know, until it hits them. But also, they are touched by it. And and there's a manipulation to make them accept it. That's part of the complacency. And they just seek an alliance where they can feel at home. And then the craziness of others, well, of course they're crazy. We know that about them. (laughs) And so it's blamed on humans and human folly when it really is human corruption by the darkness. You're being duped, my friends. You're being taken in, and you're yeah. believing it. And this is a tragedy. It really is. Yeah, I mean, really, people need to sit back and go, really? It's, the divide is almost right down the middle. And it's like, that defies statistics in its own right. How could that possibly be, you know, from a natural standpoint? Because nature basically doesn't clone. It makes unique creations of almost everything you know there's no two snowflakes that are alike no two grains of sand and yet this idea of political correctness has the assumption that the one side is all the same and the other side is all the same and yet they're complete opposites it it just it literally makes no sense whatsoever well it makes sense if the goal is to make everyone go to war yes so the predator (laughs) has the prey the prey has the predator so you're never (laughs) safe for very long because it's it's so balanced, you'll have an enemy show up. Yeah. It's not yeah. that they're rare. They're commonplace. There's as many of them as you. And, and that's what keeps this all in a boiling pot and ready to boil over. Oh, amazing. Be sure to check out uh, the Lightworker Hitting Protocol because that's ultimately the answer to all this nonsense. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. Download the ebook and check it out. We'll be right back with the final segment of Get Wisdom right after this. (laughs) 
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Sweet Jay Wisdom. We are looking at creator's perspective on the dangers of consensus thinking. And uh, boy, I, th- I think creators really catalog quite a few dangers for us here, Carl. Well, it's not easy listening. It's not fun to hear this message because it is pointing a finger at us, and that's the problem. We're pointing fingers at one another, but there's a reason that it happens, and we need to get smarter. Yeah, I like I like the idea that we're pointing fingers at the finger pointing. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's so close to us. <laughs> U.S. creator. It would seem that one of the core operating principles of effective mind control manipulation is to win people's obedience to a consensus by simply controlling the content of that consensus. That could frequently be done with simple, repeated propaganda. And yet, so few people seem to recognize just how easily a consensus can be socially engineered and manipulated. They are certainly made aware that this does happen, especially when it's pointed out to them in an obvious way, yet they continue to resist. How much stress does shutting out this awareness cause and how damaging can it be? All right, and Creator tells us, we like your question, but do object to the characterization that it is stressful to adopt the distorted view because one is fighting their own common sense. In actuality, it becomes stressful to not adopt the prejudice being instilled through mind control manipulation. The cleverness of the approach is that it actually shapes inner beliefs. It is going against one's inner beliefs that are problematic and stressful when they are made to do something through an inner conflict raised by manipulation of one part of the mind that is not adopted by another part. So there are conflicting views that have to be sorted out within. That is a stressful dilemma, to be sure. In most cases, those who are prejudiced can blithely act on their prejudice and even say quite outrageous things 
because they are in alignment with inner beliefs carved in stone and cannot see the folly of those beliefs, the folly those beliefs represent. This is a blind spot for everyone because beliefs are the inner programming you operate with. And it will all be not only normal seeming, but acted on without any hesitation or even inner reflection because it becomes so automatic. It is the default mode of being and will seem as natural as breathing. This is why corruption is so damaging and so powerful. It is very hard to go against it and harder still to even detect its presence. The ability to see one has a distortion in thinking can be the first step on the road to recovery because their mind can go to work on the true underpinnings and begin to do a kind of reckoning with what is out of alignment within themselves and particularly if they have belief in the divine and can get divine assistance to help raise them up to be better in alignment with divine principles. And that is always the ultimate way to resolve such inadequacies. This is the plight of the non-believer, that such a remedy is not available to them. At the same time, they prize their open mind, not being eyebound, slave-like to religious dogma. They have thrown the baby out with the bathwater and rejecting belief in God when only God can save them ultimately from the human follies that arise again and again. And you are manipulated to embrace relentlessly by a doggedly determined group of interlopers wanting to control you and drag you down. That is the price paid for freedom from religion. Wow. I consider this particular channeling kind of a watershed channeling for me personally. Because uh, the creator really nails it for me in the first sentence, you know, where we like your question, but do object to the characterization that it is stressful to adopt distorted view because one is fighting their own common sense. And it's, that stunned me because I, I really had this idea that people are at war with themselves internally where the, 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 the programming is, is running into their common sense and there's a battle going on. And creators yeah. coming around and saying, no, you kind of got it wrong, Brian. Yeah, yeah they're, they're at war with you, Brian, because yeah, you're in the wrong consensus group for them. And uh, they're not going to let you off. Right. They're, they're going to go after you. <laughs> but but there's, apparently there's, this, there's not this battle going on in, in people's minds. And it's like, oh, my goodness, you know. That, that uh, was a big revelation. Not necessarily a welcome one either, I might add. Um, well, and I, I was just thinking, you know, at the end of the last segment, gosh, you know, we're, we're actually in a consensus group, you and me, Brian, you know. <laughs> but I take comfort in the fact we're very, very tiny and yes. we're not a threat to anybody. <laughs> we're just bringing yeah. information for that, you to consider. <laughs> that may not be for us to decide, Carl. I don't well, know. You know, this is the divine way of doing things. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh. you know, the, the plight of the non-believer that creator summarizes the bomb, that's another massively powerful paragraph. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, just so much going on here. It's unbelievable. You ask creator, gaining wisdom would seem to be the proper way to graduate from consensus thinking, knowing the truth but having enough awareness that putting it on full display can be hazardous to one's health. Can Creator share how prayer work and light work healing protocol can help every human attain that wisdom in the least painful and traumatic way possible? 
All right, and Creator tells us, recovery from the manipulations culturally of many thousands of years and through the entire course of your current existence is no small task. Each person carries the weight of a huge karmic backlog of inner wounding and distortion that will be buzzing and throbbing and hurting and bleeding still. The relentless subliminal mind control manipulation seeks to promote all kinds of negative beliefs to distort thinking and promote poor choices that lead to bad conduct, greater interpersonal discord, and self-destructive actions of all kinds because they are simply bad advice. But people so programmed will be compelled to follow their inner beliefs. That is the hardest thing for a person to change for the better. This requires divine assistance. It can be requested through prayer to be done on your behalf, but a more powerful way is to use the Lightworker Healing Protocol because it is comprehensive and will systematically work on every source of negativity that can befall a human being, whether their own ignorance, immaturity, or warped thinking, because of the karmic patterns they've been dragged down by in other lifetimes and will sprout again in a new incarnation as a test and challenge for them to fix. In addition to all of the active mind control manipulation being done across the board to the entirety of the human race to corrupt all the institutions needed for an orderly productive society to capitalize on group effort and keep things organized and provide an infrastructure that is safe and supports productivity. When people are manipulated to dislike one another based on group identity or identification with particular ideas alone, it is faulty thinking in action and is that simple. It is like a game you might call pick a prejudice. There might be a cultural and karmic predisposition to be suspicious of certain things. This can be parlayed into a frank prejudice that is quite strong and believed deep within the mind and will keep people willing to go to war with one another over an idea that is on its face illogical and has no real importance. Beliefs can be changed by the creator for the asking if people have sufficient belief in the divine and belief in themselves as worthy of receiving divine intervention. That is a tall order given the many sources of negativity and the length of time people have been coming from behind and falling further behind during most lifetimes because of additional wounding, never healed properly because the means were not available until today. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is a true breakthrough as a healing tool to right the wrongs of history, to even heal the perpetrators who corrupt you. And that is the first challenge and most important goal in turning things around. Until the perpetrators are persuaded to withdraw and leave you alone at last, it will not be possible to fully heal because you are being rewounded constantly. So as soon as healing is applied, the old issues become reintroduced, the old wounds torn open again, and old symptoms put back into play because they're still accessible in memory and can be reawakened. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is capable of solving the problem of evil when applied by you who have the authority, as this is your world. It is your lives at stake, 
and it will be your heritage, whatever becomes of the human race, as the sum total of all you have experienced, endured, and worked on in order to triumph or fail, as the case may be. At the moment, too few are awakened to win the day, even with divine support. We can only do assistance in proportion to the level of human intent requesting our help. There needs to be a critical mass of humans wanting things to be different. Most people are in ignorance, even of what the true problems are, let alone knowing how to heal them. That is what the Lightworker Healing Protocol is for, to provide that basic wisdom showing you what to request. That makes it simple, and it is somewhat something almost everyone can embrace and use, both to help themselves and loved ones and everything beyond. Because that includes the perpetrators, this can solve the ongoing dilemma once and for all, preserve humanity, and prepare you for a glorious future that is part of Creator's plan, but currently blocked because of the evil in your midst. It is time to get going. You are being called to action with the greatest of reasons, and the stakes could not be higher than your own personal survival and the kind of future you will be experiencing for a long time to come if humanity fails this challenge. It is up to you. Hey, Carl, you know, I'm not doing anything later. You want to come over and uh, play Pick a Prejudice? (laughs) (laughs) Well... We can uh, we can commiserate together in our little consensus of uh, a handful of like-minded folks. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But we need more uh, than that, and that's Creator's entreaty to us. Yes. People are sitting around. The religious people are sitting around, assuming God's going to fix it all. Yeah. That that's not true. the that's not the possible uh, answer here, because God has told us you have to do it. You humans, you're here to do it on behalf of the divine. You're the boots on the ground. Yes. So if we don't act, we're toast. It's that simple. You know, and people really need to stop and think about it. If you ask most people, you know, do you think that you're here for a purpose? You know, do you think you were born with a reason, you know, that you just weren't a a chance of, of atoms coming together, but you're actually here with a divine purpose? I think most people would say yes. But is, then the next question would be, well, is that purpose to sit around and just wait for something to happen? That's not a purpose, right? That's not, a, that's not an activity. That's not a mission. The mission is, is that we have to work together, each of us as individuals, to help change things. Yeah, and we're here to heal and save the world. And, and the Lightworker Healing Protocol is the way to do that. Please, please, please check it out. Download the Lightwork Healing Protocol ebook and learn about it at getwisdom.com slash LHP. You can also hire a practitioner to do the LHP for you to bring in powerful healing miracles, literally miracles, into your life. Uh, you can learn about that at getwisdom.com. We have a, a healing tab on our menu. You can navigate through that and learn about all our services. Carl, we're out of time once again, but uh, it's right. been a great show. Thanks, everybody. Keep breathing. Spread some love. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 